into another agri-epicenter seedling session. These seedling sessions offer an opportunity to all agri-epicenter members to showcase and share their technology, discuss a current topic and enthuse and encourage collaboration. As our video and audio library of the very best in agri-tech innovators grows, you'll be able to listen back at your leisure. We'll be announcing the details of all upcoming sessions on the Agri Epicenter member group page on LinkedIn, as well as our website, agri-epicenter.com. If you're not yet signed up to the members LinkedIn page, please send us a request via LinkedIn to join us or email us at members at agri-epicenter.com. So today I'm speaking with Florian Richter, co-founder and CEO of Muddy Machines. Hi, Florian. What our listeners want to know is what problem are Muddy Machines currently looking into? What solutions are you hoping to find? Yes, hi, Les. Um, delighted to be here. I think these sessions are a great idea to put, get the word out about what uh, startups are doing. Um, there's so much happening in the, in the agri-tech space. Um, Muddy Machines, so we are a, at the core, we are a robotics company. Um, and the, the problem we're looking at, if you, if you want to go really, really big picture, is how do we, how do we feed 9 billion people by 2050, you know, without going into a massive war over food and um, without um, polluting our planet even more with very heavy machinery, exorbitant use of, um, of uh, fertilizers and other, other things that we know, now know are not good for our planet. Um, we all know what empty sh uh, supermarket shelves look like from the pandemic. Um, and so we think that there needs to be what, what hasn't really happened yet in farming um, at, a, at a large scale is the use of a massive amount of data similar to what has happened in industries like online marketing, e-commerce and other research industries where you have millions of data points um, because it's not feasible. No one can go over the field and collect for every single plant, a data point every single day over the life of that of that plant's um, life cycle, and so if you can get access to this kind of data, I think the opportunities we have in terms of how do we grow more food more effectively are are transformational. Um, but there is, like I mentioned, it's not effective to do this manually today. Let alone then apply any kind of learnings to all of these plants. So that is something where we as a robotics company can really make a difference. And something that is, has really launched us into the, the farming space was conversations with farmers who told us about the massive labor shortage problem in the harvest time, you know, where you need hundreds of people to bring in the harvest specifically during that harvest time in the summer, because otherwise your, your crops rot. Um, and so, what we are building now and what we've successfully trialed uh, last summer was a asparagus harvester that can autonomous, autonomously pick asparagus spears to the same kind of specifications that harvest laborers would. But while you are doing this kind of harvest labor, you are constantly collecting exactly that kind of data that I was speaking about earlier. Right, in order to, to understand, can I pick this asparagus spear or later on potentially some kind of brassicas or lettuce, etc. You need to know exactly what 
stage of growth this particular plant that you're looking at at that very moment is. And that data that we use to decide, can we pick it or not? We can then together with the farmer analyze to understand why is it growing at the rate that it's growing? What, how is the plant next to it, the square meter next to it, etc.? How is that different? And uh, what data insights can we provide to the farmer as a base of that? Um, so that's a long-winded answer to what we are doing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it links in quite nicely because you're looking at uh, 2050 as the long-term goal. And there's lots of farmers out there that will be saying it's a generation away. You know, so why is it urgent in today's context? Because the labor shortage issue is already starting to bite, right? We've, we've seen this uh, last year and this got accelerated by the pandemic. Um, Brexit did not help either, um, but this is a creeping problem that we've seen over the last 10, 20 years. Every year it gets a little worse. The harvest workers get a little bit older, a little bit slower. The young people have other opportunities to work for uh, nine pounds an hour. They really do not have to go and do this very, very harsh field work. Um, and this is not a UK only problem, right? Whoever we spoke to in Europe or, or in America, they have the same issue with, with labor availability. Uh, and so we are already seeing this year an, an upwards pressure on food prices, right? Because the, the growers, you talk about the war on, on labor. You, you see this also in other sectors like the, the, the lorry drivers are suddenly not there anymore. The, the meat packing industry has issues getting staff. And so, that's why this is this is urgent but um we are not only building a harvest automation solution right this is a there is a um the the harvest automation is what's what is urgent now but when you have a adopted and available robotic harvest solution you can add even more value to the grower with that solution i mean lots of farmers out there are going to be considering how do I make my farm viable? Uh, data analysis always seems to be uh, expensive and people actually don't know what their own data is worth. So info, if information is power, how do you see muddy machines making a difference? So, I mean, there are some very um, immediate benefits that you could um, consider. For example, if you are able to forecast more accurately how many kilos you're going to harvest at what day over the next three to five days. So in, in, in green asparagus, you have kind of a one to three to four days uh, window between the, the, the spears first coming through and then being ready to harvest depending on the weather. Um, but if you're really good at forecasting that, uh, you can play the wholesale market a little bit more effectively and really have produce available or stored but still kept fresh to wait for the, for the, I mean, these, these prices swing massively. Our listeners will know that. And, uh, you know, the big difference, whether you can sell it for, um, yeah, three, four pounds per kilo or five, six pounds per kilo. So this, this is a very immediate one where you don't even have to do massively rocket data science, but there are, there are other aspects. Could you, for example, could you do some processes that are currently done in the pack house, this very, um, again, uh, intensive um, a grading practice. We, we could potentially um, grade the, the, the crop already in the field and deliver it to the pack house in readily like certain grades and certain boxes and speed up the process that way. And also what you mustn't forget beyond the, like not even a data angle, but a robot, once you have 
trained the robot to work accurately, it will do so for eight hours, for 16 hours, however long the battery life is. People get tired. So the, the cuts they're making, the accuracy of their harvest declines over the time of the day. And so if you are, the estimate for green asparagus, for example, is that if you're accurately harvesting all the time, you can expect an up to 20% higher yield on a given field. The plant gets more stimulated. You have more um, product produce weight in your baskets and that alone will make a massive difference to the to the um, profitability of your farm. What I'm picking up from that um, Florian is the mm. importance of almost instantaneous data analysis but, but my question would be um, how does the how does your robot talk to a center computer or or does it even have to how do you handle the communications challenge that we have in rural Britain? Yeah, I mean, communications is, is without a doubt an issue. Um, you have to see it on, on, on two layers. So one data or one data connection requirement is for the robot to just drive around the field and navigate. You know, that, that, but that is, everybody will agree, GPS, RTK GPS, that is sufficiently available. The robot can operate, our robot can work with what you call edge computing. It's the opposite of cloud computing. So all the processing that you need to do in order to analyze the crop and harvest the crop can be done on the machine without any data connection. The data, you know, the, the image data that we collect um, while harvesting can be stored on the machine. And then when the machine is charging overnight, we can then upload and analyze and establish the cloud connection and do the data analysis because the the, the, the real insight aren't, insights aren't made and applied at the very minute on the field. You know, you're after the season or after a couple of weeks, you're combining the data in a data center and then you're running the analysis um, to, to present the farmer with the insights. And okay, so one field that you've traditionally treated as one plot, we can now break this down into many different small parcels and can tell you, okay, so over here, there's a real there's a weed problem over here or there's much lower growth over here um, what, and then provide suggestions to, to investigate further, right? But this is all going to happen with intense collaboration between us and the growers we're working with. We don't want to just dump data on um, people and tell them to sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> on that point, I mean, I think, um, I think farmers would love the idea of a robot that's trained to pick, measure, collect, mm -hmm. harvest. Um, and if it's out there for eight and 16 hours autonomously, it does save, uh, uh, gives them great opportunity. So are you trialing this currently? And if so, who are you working with? Yeah, so we have done a, um, for the entire 12 week harvest season, we have been working with Cobri Farms in, in Ross-on-Wye um, and had, they were very kind to provide us um, with a yeah, test site, a porter cabin storage for our, um, for our robot prototype and, access to fields and uh, to their, to their um, harvest managers, and they were incredibly helpful. We are collaborating with them at, as part of a Innovate UK project. Um, we actually got introduced to them um, via AgriEpi and one of your events last year. So eternally grateful for that connection. Um, but the, yeah, the, the, the Chim family at, at Cobri, they are incredibly supportive, um, but they, they also really, really have understood the, the problem of, of labor shortage. And um, we're also collaborating with, an, with another grower, um, Barfords of Botley. Um, we're looking at them 
uh, with them at another project um, um, and analyzing the feasibility of harvesting another crop. Can't really talk about that um, that much at the moment because it's still under embargo. Um, we have to wait for Innovate UK to let us talk about that a little bit more. Well, that all really sounds exciting at a project level. But what do you, what do uh, muddy machines and other people in this sector need to progress your technology? So I think the the most important thing initially is strong connections with growers that can give you the that can explain the problems they're having, right? So this is the this is the first thing every company needs, right? So we we only decided what to do with our business after we had spoken to a lot of growers. Um, but now at a stage that we are at right now, you know, we have the technical know-how, we have the engineering brains in the company. Now we need capital. Um, and capital is very hard to come by if you're a hardware company um, to actually build um, a harvest road robot to the specification that is required to pick these asparagus spears at a higher speed. The robot that we had built on a shoestring budget with two people for this season, um, it works, it can pick it, but it takes it several seconds, whereas a person takes one to two seconds to pick an asparagus. But in order to achieve that, you, you, the engineers, they can build models and see, hey, how can we speed up the, the pick speed? But then you have to build it and these parts do not come cheap. Um, it's not just a bit of software that you spend a couple of nights and a couple of um, soup noodles and then you have the software done. Um, it, is, it is placing orders with manufacturers, um, probably placing a couple of orders several times because you don't have the right part the first time around. You did experiment that, with that. And this is, um, this is money we need to collect from, from investors. Um, Innovate UK is obviously very helpful, um, but even for an Innovate UK grant, you need to you need to have capital of your own to to um, invest the cash flow first. So we're right now on a on a fundraising uh, tour. Um, if if you have any connections to uh, venture capitalists and other investors that want to support a project like this, we'll be very grateful. Um, but yeah, that's that's our that's our main challenge right now. We know exactly what we need to do, um, but we know it's not going to come cheap. <laughs> Uh, well, money aside, uh, Florian, and looking ahead, yeah. what do you see the next key challenge for Muddy Machines and how do you think the AgriEpi network may be able to help? Yeah, money aside, um, I think the um, continued exchange of, um, of, of thought and, and presentation of problems, that is something that AgriEpi can help us with a lot. You know, we, we have now a very good network in the um, asparagus um, area. We, um, I think, almost on a weekly or monthly basis, we want to speak to growers that have similar labor problems. So growers of other, be that selectively harvested field vegetables or or in in horticulture. I, we know that there are a lot of attempts out there um, looking at uh, tomatoes and, and other soft fruits, uh, strawberries. This is all very interesting um, and. Recruiting is also going to be a continued challenge for us, right? Because the, the talent that we need to um, bring in needs to be world-class. Um, so an event like this is a, is, a, is a great showcase both to investors and to potential future employees. 
That's a great point on the education, and it's one that um, hopefully younger listeners will uh, lift their heads up from their iPads and think, ah, I could actually make a difference in robotic technology in the ag sector. Yeah, I mean, so we have Florian, two, two um, roles right now advertised online. Um, one of them is a robotics field engineer, where you will literally be in the field looking at a plant and then figuring out yourself, how can we use the technology that we have to harvest this, right? This is like a real, it's a real puzzle and it's very exciting stuff. Well, I'll, uh, as we close this seedling session, Florian, one, I'll thank you for your time today and, and uh, helping um, uh, get our harvests in without the manpower. So I look forward to seeing those swarm of robots. We'll put the challenge out to other growers to contact us to say, let us know what your problems are so we can help with the solution. And uh, to uh, those younger listeners and say, if you want to be, um, work with muddy machines in the field and get your hands dirty, as well as your minds busy, then contact Florian at Muddy Machines. Mm -hmm.